Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, or good day, wherever in the world you might be. Welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. I'm your host, Roger Mandi, and I'm a speaker, trainer, coach based in the Philippines. And today being the last day of the year, 2022, I figured I'd talk a little bit about gratitude, being grateful, being thankful, having an attitude of gratitude, and what's the science behind it. Until a long time, I wasn't much too willing to talk about gratitude because I thought, hey, gratitude is soft stuff, really soft stuff, candy, cotton candy kind of a fluffy and mushy stuff. I don't want to indulge in it. I wanted to do real hard stuff until a few months ago when I was called to do a seminar on gratitude and I did some research and Today I want to share the essence behind an attitude of gratitude, the science behind attitude of gratitude. Now before I start, I want to take you back to the year 2005. I was in Las Vegas attending a convention, some kind of an exhibit, and as I stepped out of the convention halls, I had to go to my hotel, which was about 10 minutes away. But in the summer heat of Las Vegas, most people took a cab even for a five-minute trip or a five-minute walk and so people shared cabs in those days there were no grabs there were no ubers or olas so you took a crab and i hopped into not a crab cab then i hopped into a cab and with five other people of different ethnicities different backgrounds different cultures different genders at the end of my ride at the gate of my at the entrance of my hotel i got off i paid and i went in and a few minutes later in the lobby, I realized, hey, I had lost my wallet. Either in the cab or as I had stepped out, I didn't know. I panicked. I ran to the reception. They asked me to just file a police report, which I did on the phone. Now, the circumstance was that I had my passport and tickets. They were in the room, but everything else was lost. My credit cards, my business cards cash gone zilch nada i had a brand new razor phone which thankfully i hadn't yet opened up <coughs> which unfortunately i hadn't opened up and i couldn't call anyone for help so anyway i was you know kind of walking around kind of lost in the lobby when a big burly chef from the buffet area he came up to me and he said, I know you've lost your wallet. And then he began to kind of scold me for being so stupid. He said, you guys from outside the country, you have no idea. You get taken in by the bright lights of Las Vegas and you can't look after yourself. You're a fool, he said to me. And here I am, I've just, I just lost my wallet. And I was wondering, why is this guy losing his cool at me? Regardless, you know, I just kind of waved him away and I went about doing my thing. Later, as the night got darker and it became cold in Las Vegas, as it happens, I was hanging around in the lobby, nothing to do. I didn't have, what could I do? The big burly chef comes back and this is about dinner time and he says, come here, follow me. So he takes me to the large buffet area and then he picks up a big package a styrofoam box for takeout for takeaway 
and he fills it with fried chicken, with potato chips, french fries, and with some corn. And he says, I know you don't have money, you can't eat, your credit cards are gone, so this is your dinner, and there's enough left for your breakfast. <laughs> I was blown away. I was really touched by his kindness. A while ago he scolded me for being a fool, and now he fed me for being hungry. That was very nice. And the reason I tell you this story today, after almost 17 or 18 years, is because I have not forgotten his kindness until now. The whole thing is like a movie in my mind. Not a bite of it I've forgotten. Of course, I don't remember the name of the hotel or the convention. I didn't get his name. But the act itself of kindness, the random act of kindness, has stayed here in my heart and in my mind until today and I feel grateful so now what is the science behind my being grateful why has the story stuck so long and why is it useful today to share the first thing when you are grateful like in that moment and up until today what happens in the brain is that there is dynamic happy activity in your brain almost like indulging in hedonistic activities and having fun and doing happiness meditation and playing with kids etc but gratitude is a notch higher than all these activities the feeling and the memory and the touch of somebody else's kindness upon you has a higher notch so it kind of pumps up the activity in your brain and at the neural level the number of synapses increase the number of synapses increase they draw in a lot more oxygen. It's, you know, buzzing with activity. There's a lot more release of happy hormones like serotonin. Serotonin makes it feel good. It changes your mood. Then it immediately jacks up oxytocin, which is a happy, feel-good kind of a, uh, endorphin, neurotransmitters it's called. And eventually it also affects your levels of oxytocin. All three put together, they improve the quality of neural synapses. So the exchange of information is smoother, faster, just like, you know, an electric current passes much more easily through a transfer cable, a conduit, if it's wide and if it's big, and if there's no resistance. So in your mind, those activities improve. And the result is psychosomatic. The benefits are psychosocial. Number one, it increases your mental health. That means being grateful, practicing gratitude, or being the recipient of a random act of kindness, or yourself performing a random act of kindness. What it does is it makes you focus on the positive. It makes you focus on what has to be appreciated in life. It helps you manage past traumas. They seem lighter, they seem almost irrelevant. It helps you build up stamina and strength for future challenges. It kinda arms you up with the super steel armor for any kind of fear that might lie ahead in your future. It arms you up. That's it, mental health, number one. Number two is because you have learned to look at the past, the 
because you are unafraid of the future and because you are in the here and now with a very objective view of life and a lot of self-awareness and a lot of other awareness your self-image improves your self-esteem improves because you're in the here and now so it kind of jacks up you know how you look in the mirror that's the second thing the third thing it does is that it improves your relationships just realize this that you are walking around happy healthy cool calm collected smiling people are drawn to you like a magnet not only are they drawn to you but they are influenced by you call it mirror neurons so that your neural synapses are doing good they are happy they're bursting with energy like firecrackers today fireworks on the last day of 2022 People are drawn to the attraction of who you are, to your glow, to your brilliance. Your relationships improve. One, two, three. Health, resilience improves. Number two, self-image improves. Number three, relationships improve. And because of all those three, your ability to make choices, your ability to make decisions improve. You make better decisions. You make a lot more decisions. Your decision fluency improves and thus you take a lot more chances because you're not so concerned, not so afraid, not so afraid of an unfounded cause of fear, of unfounded causes of fear. So yeah, so decision making improves. Lastly, motorcycle in the background. Lastly, uh, one, two, three, four, mental, right? Self-image, two, decision-making, relationships, or three and four. Number five, all this, all this, the fact that there are happy hormones running around in your mind, and it kind of makes your heart bigger, your heart bigger, or well, not really physically, maybe it does. Your overall health improves. There's a glow on your face, you know? your, your skin tone, your ability to respond to viruses, to bacteria, your immune system improves, you're able to uh, manage pain a lot more. So there is a physiological benefit. So five benefits of practicing gratitude, of being grateful, of performing acts of kindness, or hey, receiving, being the recipient of acts of kindness of someone else. Those are the benefits. Now. Your question is, Ray Ranchu, how, how in heaven's name do I go about it? How do I build an attitude of gratitude? How do I make it a discipline? Well, number one, let me tell you this, that if you do, as in when you do and you succeed, habits that you build, you know, little tiny habits that you build will become your attitude. They will become your daily outlook. Your daily outlook, if managed with discipline will turn into a trait it will represent your personality and if it begins to represent your personality they will say hey there goes Ranchu the happy guy the cool guy the guy who's always smiling the guy who's unafraid of his path the guy who is thankful for everything in life you know the trees behind me the little cabin behind me the dog barking and the sounds of the motorcycle he is okay with all that right? So 
Gozai, yeah. So it will become an attitude, from an attitude it will become your personality, it will impact your beliefs long term. Can you imagine? That's what will happen. Now, how do you do it? Number one, number one, and I want to take you back into my cultural heritage, into my history. I was born and raised in India and had a good set of parents. I'm happy. I'm grateful for what they did for me. And when I was young, they used to always talk about Dan, Dharma and Seva. Literal translations of these three words is Dan is charity, philanthropy, donations. Dharma is a way of behavior, a way of conduct, a way of ethical, moral behavior. And then Seva is service, serving others, volunteer work. So the first tip I want to give you is that keep your eyes out, keep your heart and mind out to, you know, be charitable at times if an opportunity arrives to live in an ethical, moral way to conduct yourself such that you're always helping and you're also being open to others helping you. And the last one is service. That means at times go and offer, do some volunteer work in church, in temples, or amongst the uh, needy people, or do whatever. Choose any kind of an NGO and go support them. You know? Animal shelters, anywhere. Do those things. What will happen is every benefit, every neuroscientific impact of gratitude at the delivery end, at the service end, at the receiving end, will affect you, right? So keep an eye out, it'll become a practice for you. Don Dharma Seva. Well, in the Western world, in the outside world, it's called service, right? It's called philanthropy, it's called charity. So both ways, do and receive, both ways. Make that a habit. And every time you indulge in charity, every time you indulge in service, It'll be an exchange of gratitude and do all these wonderful things inside your heart and your mind. One. Two. Uh, relive. Recollect. And kind of curate those moments, those stories, those incidents in your life where you were truly and authentically filled with gratitude. In my case, the big burly chef in Las Vegas. I can't forget him. I didn't get his name. I didn't get the name of the hotel. I don't remember the convention, but I remember the act. Big, bold, burly guy, nice teeth and a, and a goatee, white kind of a dress and a blue chef's apron. And I remember him. Two heads taller than me, a big muscular guy. I remember his scolding. I don't remember the scolding, but I remember the big box of food, the big styrofoam box of food, yeah. And of course I remember certain uh, acts of kindness I might have done. I remember helping an old lady cross a street. She had to go to the ATM, to the bank, and she was kind of lost in the Philippines traffic. She was a foreigner in the country, and I saw it. I hopped, went, helped her cross the road. There was another time I was driving my kids over a flyover in uh, Metro Manila, and the truck ahead of us was carrying ducks and a duck flew out and she landed right in the middle of the highway and I was the first one to see it 
I came to a screeching halt right on the highway on a flyover and I slowly halted and I stopped and I kind of stopped the traffic and grabbed the truck, uh, grabbed the duck and I threw the duck over the flyover to the streets below. I hope she survived and my kids were watching this whole movie. Till date, this was a lot of many years ago and I'm sure they remember it, but you know, it kind of touches them. It creates a memory which kind of pumps up those happy hormones in their heads till date. You know? So recollect the stories, relive them, and live them like as if you were immersing in them all over again. Like on a hot day, if you enter the pool and you feel you go, aha. So in the memory of that story, go, aha. It will become almost real. It will become like living it all over again. Yeah? So stories. The third one is build a discipline. Create a timetable. That means promise yourself. Cross your heart. Put it on the calendar. That every morning you wake up, you can spend a few minutes, three to five minutes, just thinking about those good times, looking back into the past and finding happy moments and building the present and impacting the future every day. Good, happy, grateful things from the past, bring them to the moment and build the future into tomorrow, onto tomorrow. You know? So make that a discipline, three to five minutes in the morning. Hey, and if you're a good guy, do it one more time in the evening. But I think once a day would help. Huh? A discipline, three to five minutes. Well, most self-help uh, gurus, yours truly being one, will tell you to journal. But again, that's a little bit of a call. But sitting down, five minutes of meditation and thinking about those happy moments will be good enough. So three practices. Number one, charity, service. Number two, relive the stories. Number three, make it a discipline, yeah? And see what happens. Give it, a, give it the three to six months and see how your attitude towards life changes and see how people are drawn towards you. So those are my thoughts on gratitude. Those are my thoughts on why an attitude of gratitude is important and how it impacts your larger life. And as a closing, I just want to tell you this is that, what do I want to tell you? I want to tell you this. I want to tell you that energy glows. Energy goes where focus goes. You focus upon all the things that are good, were good, will be good in your life. Useful things, you know, the gift of life itself. Nature, providence, the birds, the bees, the vegetation, people on crazy motorcycles on the last day of the year, you know. So recognize that this is all proof of life. Then you're alive. So recognize the gift of life. So focus on what's good about it. And the more you focus upon it, the more it will grow into the future. On the other hand, if you focus on Man, the trees need some trimming, the grass needs trimming, too much noise out here, too many bugs, bees, and butterflies out here, then those things will grow. You know? So energy flows where focus goes. So focus your energy upon being grateful, being thankful, accepting life, and kind of 
celebrating the fact that we are all alive post COVID and this is the end of 2022 and here's wishing you all a very happy new year and may it be sickness free may it be full of successes and may it be filled with gratitude and joy and bliss and happiness my name is Rancho Mandian. I'm a speaker, trainer, coach based in the Philippines. And you are, you just ended listening, watching to the Sage and Guide podcast episode number 41. The last one for this year and the first one for tomorrow or the next year. And if you like this podcast, a little sharing of mine, then please click like and share and then provide feedback. Your feedback becomes powerful breakfast for us it becomes very nutrient and it helps us stay alive and be a lot more grateful so as we see in the philippines adios and mabuhay